This episode is sponsored by the IoT Job Site, the world's only dedicated space for applying for and advertising IoT vacancies across the world. Register now for job alerts or get in touch via Let's Talk at the IoTJobSite.com. Hello and welcome to the IoT Podcast. I'm your host for today, Brad King-Taylor. I'm the Head of UK Business for Paratus People. Today we're enjoyed by Fighter and we have Claudia Nassif, who is the CEO and co-founder, and we have Sylvie Basler, who is the CMO and co-founder. So Sylvie, Claudia, it's great to have you on. Thank you very much. I suppose the best place for us to start and for the listeners' benefit, uh, it, if you can just give us a little introduction to yourselves, uh, the background how you ended up in the wonderful world of plant technology. And to be fair, it'd be good to know what actually prompted the business. Yeah. You want to okay, start, well, Claudia? Yes. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks a lot for giving us the opportunity to talk to you. We're very excited to be here. Um, so my name is Claudia. I'm the CEO and one of the co-founders of FITA. Uh, I'm actually an economist by training, so I have no tech round whatsoever uh, and have actually spent most of my career in academia and notably also uh, at the World Bank, uh, where I worked for over 13 years, uh, mostly actually on conflict countries. Um, um, so I advised uh, governments there on economic reforms and, and similar. Um, but I've been always very curious about plants and botany in general. So I love to read about them, love to to grow them whenever I had the opportunity. Um, and I've always been very fascinated about like how little we actually know about these green creatures that are literally like dominating our lives and actually giving us life, right? So um, when I decided to move out of the World Bank, I knew instantly that I wanted to do something that would actually allow me to learn more about plants and also share my passion. And gardening, specifically indoor gardening, um, seemed to be a very good starting point for me. So I started to create a few ideas around it, um, like the one about the plant health tracker. And later, uh, and you know, very quickly right after, actually approached uh, Sylvie um, with all of my ideas. Um, Sylvie has been like a very long, um, very good friend of mine, and we've known each other since high school. And I also knew that uh, she's very much into gardening. So I thought uh, she might be a great person to partner up with. Perfect. That leads lovely on to you then, yes. Sylvie. Yes. Hi. Um, hi, everyone. I'm, I'm Sylvie. And um, my background couldn't be more, more different than, than Claudia's. I've spent the last 20, 25 years in uh, fashion. I've worked for large uh, international fashion groups uh, in the States, in France, and also obviously in, in Germany. And uh, I started in design and product development. And then at some point, uh, I was more interested in brand communication, brand strategy, and um, moved to marketing. And uh, yes, then Claudia came up with this idea. She knew that I was a quite, quite a passionate gardener in and outdoors. And um, I, was, uh, I really liked this, this idea about sharing uh, knowledge, uh, plant knowledge, but also um, uh, giving people the possibilities to access gardens uh, in an urban uh, su surrounding where gardening can, can be a challenge because you basically have to, to uh, uh, take care of your plants indoors. And this is, this is how it started. Amazing. So you've effectively taken your passion and friendship and created a business out of it. I couldn't think of anything yes. better, to be honest, because sometimes you've got to enjoy where you work. So if you can do that with one of your biggest hobbies, <laughs> amazing. Um, 
So it's a good insight into both of you. So it'd be good now to get a bit of an understanding on on Fighter, um, what it is you do. Uh, I'm also pretty intrigued to know where the name comes from as well. Yeah, so Phyto actually means plants. Uh, it's um, Many people may actually know Phyto, uh, which means plant or plant-related things. It's a Greek term, um, except that the Greeks actually pronounce it Phyto. And Phyta is just a plural, so Phyta means plants. And uh, it, I mean, the name itself actually relates very much to our core mission, which is to connect people with plants and nature. So we actually strongly believe that uh, actively growing plants and interacting with plants is a great way to experience nature and to learn more about plants, especially if you live in an urban setting and have very little access to nature in your daily life. But as Sylvia also pointed out, growing plants, especially indoors, can be super, super hard uh, if you don't know how. Plants are very silent creatures. It's very hard to read the signals that they send. And moreover, um, plants' uh, needs actually vary by species. Um, and there can also be um, very individual, depending on the environment in which the plants live or how the plants are being taken care of. So essentially, growing plants requires knowledge and it requires the right products. And this is exactly what Fita essentially provides together with a lot of creative ideas on how to share your life with plants and how to connect with other people who love plants. Yeah, amazing. Um, it, the thing I keep thinking about, and I, I think this is going to work with a lot of people, is I keep going back to the plants that I've got and my other half and uh, the difficulties that we found with like topsoil mold yes. or, or how to how to get around that sort of stuff. So it, I feel like uh, knowledge, like you mentioned, is definitely a big part of that, but also care. And again, I go back to obviously it's a passion of both of yours. So um, I think it really is going to um, have a big impact on a lot of people. And I think it's great. Um, you have a range of products at the moment that work together to be able to track mm-hmm. the plant health. Um, and I know you've got the, the fighter beam um so it'd be good to get a bit more of understanding about that which is i i, I believe just a, a sensor mm-hmm. effectively and um and that can uh, go and connect with the apps or that you, yeah. that you work on yeah it's, it's iot it's a very sophisticated iot fitness tracker for plants if you like so the feta beam is indeed our core product uh it's also like the product that brought us here to the iot podcast <laughs> um so it's exactly good. what you said so it's a small <laughs> sensor um that measures a number of uh, critical environmental parameters and uh, it also analyzes these parameters together with a sleuth of data from many different other sources so and via an app actually tells you exactly what the plant needs when it needs it, but also explains you how to take care of the plant through, let's say, tutorials or articles, um, and also tells you um, which products you can or need to use uh, on your plant in order to keep it healthy. Um, and obviously, you can then buy these products directly from an in-app store uh, very seamlessly. So the Fita Beam, in its core, is essentially the access point to an entire indoor gardening ecosystem that provides you with everything that you need um, need to know and need to have in order to grow plants successfully at home. So it's like a garden center in your pocket, if you like, except, uh, and this is where the data <laughs> part comes in, it's hyper-personalized. It's hyper-personalized to the individual needs of your plants, and it's hyper-personalized to your interests in home gardening. So it's, it's also a very new type of commerce, if you like. So it's the next level of commerce uh, after mobile commerce. And some of it referred to as IoT commerce, um, which in addition to the regular data sources that, uh, that other online companies use, uh, also use data from connected devices to offer a much more compelling user and shopping experience. Yeah, amazing. So um, that's effectively what sensors do, I guess, is, is take the data and, and help in some sort of way. And... I ju- 
I feel like this is definitely something that I personally will be implementing. Well, not me personally. It'll probably be the other half um, on, on saying that because she loves a houseplant but um, fails to look after them. So if I don't water them or anything like that, then <laughs> they don't tend to last very long. So I feel like this is definitely something that um, can play a big part in, in different lights. So it, it, alongside the, the fighter beam sensor uh, and obviously how that works with the app, what um, other technologies are, uh, are being implemented and, and how is that innovating the way that people are looking after that? Yeah. So on the hardware side, um, our plant sensor offers a number of USPs um, that other plant sensors that you currently can find on the market do not offer. I mean, at least not to end consumers. So we measure four variables, uh, which is a lot. Um, so soil moisture, soil fertility, temperature and light. Um, and um, in the future, we will also be able to measure other variables as well. Um, and we're using a proprietary technology uh, in the way we're actually measuring soil moisture and fertility, which allows us to measure highly accurately at low cost. Um, so and unlike other plant sensors, um, we are also measuring light in a very different way. So we're actually analyzing the different light waves um, that allows us to, um, to analyze the way plants see and perceive light uh, as opposed to how we humans perceive light. So this is also like a very important USP. And our entire system is modular. So, um, so for instance, you can adjust it to the needs of the plants while you can, for instance, uh, it has detachable probe salts. So you can adjust like the feeder beam to the size of your plant uh, or you can... Uh, um, depending on your preferences, either just connect via Bluetooth or buy like an optional Wi-Fi hub to it. And over time, the idea is also to expand the IoT hardware ecosystem um, to other products, like, for instance, humidifiers. But this is in the future. Right now, um, we're actually developing like the tools that we need in order to analyze data. And the data is actually what is very, very important on the software side, right? Because we have developed or we are developing self-learning algorithms that use the data from all of these different sources, like the sensor, user behavior, user input data, but also like data from photo recognition that we have integrated in the app and uh, a photo-based health check. Um, and we take all of these data and, and, and um, basically use it so that our model learns over time um, what the individual needs of the plants are. So it's like, um, so what we do is that we, that we analyze the data in relationship to the different stresses that the plant experiences at a very individual level. Uh, and um, so we get a much more holistic understanding of the plant and the environment it lives in. And this is really entirely new. So... You know, for instance, when you look at other technologies, we know a lot about how to grow plants in greenhouses. And there's a lot of technology that allows farmers to, or, you know, supports like um, uh, growing plants in greenhouses. But we have very little tools and very little data and understanding around how plants actually grow in a, in a, in a home environment. And this is what we are changing. Yeah, amazing. Uh, you've touched on it ever so slightly, but agritech is huge at the moment in terms of um, a, a growing industry for sure. Um and one thing you learn, especially about doing the, the podcast and the people that you speak to is IoT technology is ever growing. People are forever coming up with ideas from their own experiences, which I think touches on really well on what um, you're up to with, with Pfizer at the moment. So looking at a side of the technologies, obviously you have your uh, e-commerce store. Um, so can you speak to us a little bit more about that, uh, how that is differentiating, differentiating your product uh, in the market in an uh, and kind of enabling your your consumers uh, more 360 use of of your offerings and what you're doing at the moment. 
Yes, this is the, the interesting part um, because we have the hardware sensor and all the data on one side that um, gives you push notifications and that really helps you to take care of your plans. Um, and within the app, there will be lots of um, entertainment, but also edutainment on long terms. We are planning to implement a community. Uh, so we really want to be there on all levels of the different solutions you're looking for in order to take care of your plans and products will be a part of it. So we will expand the product assortment according to the different issues that the user is encountering. So if we see that it's air humidity that is damaging the plants, then we will work on a, um, on a humidity sensor and maybe a humidifier that can be monitored through your app. Um, same with light. If we realize that um, most plants have a light stress, then we would start to develop a light uh, system. Again, you can monitor it through your app. But who knows, maybe we'll realize that what they really need is the right fertilizer. So um, we will implement a fertilizer in our assortment, but maybe it will be soil or they will be complaining about, you know, not being able to find the right pots. Uh, so we will develop plant, uh, pots with drainage holes. So this is basically how we will build the commerce um, according to the problems that the users will encounter. Forever yeah. learning. Um, and this is a conversation that we have quite a lot is, I think that is the key, like forever learning, whether it's the, the, the device itself uh, or us uh, as people about how we can adapt different technologies. Um, and I think that's really good. And it, like the fact that you then were just listing off options that you had in terms of the soil, the light, that sort of stuff. And there's quite a lot of things out there you can connect to already. Like there's obviously your smart light bulbs and that sort of thing. And um, so it can kind of all integrate, which is, which is amazing. So I understand that the journey that you, you're on at the moment is relatively fresh, quite, quite short in the tooth, if you like. Um, so it's, I believe you launched in April. So it'd be good to get an understanding of where you are at the moment, uh, what sort of the customer base you've got and uh, that you're, you're, you're reaching out to and do you have plans to grow that customer base into different different parts or yeah, it'd be good to get an understanding yeah, of that. Yeah, sure. Um, we are launching in May. So we've just made a couple of pre-sale um, campaigns starting in December. And it's really interesting because when... As you pointed out earlier, um, the idea of FITA started um, out of a private or personal passion. And um, when we decided to make a business out of this, of course, we looked into market research and this whole indoor and decorative plant trend is mostly driven by a very young user base being, you know, some of them below 25. So we are building our brand around a very young and fresh, you know, plant loving uh, user between 25, 30, 35. But um, what we have realized with our first um, uh, pre-sale tests is that there is another customer out there who's really um, into our product. Um, I would say 70% um, male, uh, probably above 45, 
and uh, really into plants, really, really into plants, but also, according to the questions we get, really into tech. Most of them already do have a smart home environment, and they're asking if they can implement the Fita Beam in this environment and how it actually works together. And um, yes, yeah, so this is, uh, it's, it's a very broad user base that we'll be having. Some of them will be interested in lifestyle and interior design, others in health and uh, maybe vegan lifestyle. And then there is, um, you know, the, the tech guy who's really into plants, but into tech as well. Yeah. Uh, and I think like the fact that you're reaching out to different things and I, to be fair, when you mentioned the percentage uh, of males like my eyebrows raised because I just you just don't expect that from my personal point of view um, which I think is amazing um, and is there plans to obviously when you go around to like industrial places or, or different companies um, plants are, you can see behind me for instance plants are, uh, are always quite um, prominent so do you have plans to potentially reach out to to those sort of businesses that that have Pretty offices, yes, if you like. Yes, <laughs> we are thinking about this um, and we might at some point. But um, for now, we are just reaching out to different people just in order to understand the pain points because we do realize that the pain points in a hospital is are not the same than the ones that you have in offices or um, maybe in a hotel or a restaurant. So right now we're you know looking at, at just finding out what the pain points are and see if we can make a business case out of it. And then maybe at some point we will reach out and, and build a, a B2B business. Yeah. Amazing. I think that's going to lead quite nicely onto the next question. I think we've touched on it already a couple of times and I will touch on it. And most of the podcasts I do is learning, learning and development, if you like it. So understanding what your product can achieve and then growing from there is probably a really good idea. Um, well, that leads us lovely on to the, the next point, like I said. So the company and the technology in place, you two are in place with the passion and the drive. What is next for Fighter? Where are, where are we uh, expecting to see um, Fighter go in the next 12 months, for instance? It's mostly product development, just, you know, making sure that our sensor works and then building products around it. And it might be one or two other more tech products. But again, we might see that the need is somewhere else, that people need great soil or um, maybe more, more knowledge, more um, edutainment. So it's really about listening to what the users need and then react to that. Yeah. Uh, and, and Claudia, to bring, you, to bring you back in as one of the co-founders, what is your... Overall goal is probably slightly broad, um, but what is your main uh, desire from this in, in the short term, obviously, once the product development and stuff that, that Sylvie mentioned is done? I mean, from a business perspective, or let's say our desire is that we would love to be like um, the very first touch point people think of when they think of plants. So we really like whenever someone actually wants to grow something indoors, whether it's being uh, decorative plants or whether it's being um, um, herbs or, or anything else, edibles, um, that and, and whenever they actually need something that they think of us as the point or the one-stop shop, if you like, um, for everything that they need around plants. Um, and we really would like to provide not just like the right products, but also really like the right experience and, and the right knowledge to do that. And it's for us also like fascinating because it's also going to be the first time, like, let's say if you're going to sell soil or fertilizer, 
it's not just that we are going to sell it, but we can actually directly perceive and analyze like the impact that it has on the plant. So over time, you know, we can, uh, if it's like third party products, you know, we can actually like check and test like which of these uh, products actually work best on our plants and can recommend them. Um, and then as Sylvie said, you know, eventually maybe even like develop it ourselves if we feel like that the products out there are not uh, good enough. And so it's, it's, it's really quite exciting. And so I think that with the data that we have, um, we can provide like a user experience that is quite unparalleled in the in the home gardening market. And so, yeah, so our hope is that we're really going to be like the first touch point for, for home gardeners, hopefully in the world. <laughs> well, from, from a personal perspective, and, and I'll, um, I'll be very honest with you, obviously, uh, I, I'm quite the sports person, so I heavily drive around sport and stuff like that. And um, in the... 20 odd minutes that we spent talking you you've gained a customer in me put it that way i think what you guys are doing is is very good and um being the the non-green fingered i'm the sort of person that's converted their lawn into fake grass for instance um so being that non-green fingered i think you guys are going to be able to help quite considerably in my household especially and i know for a fact i won't be the only one um just to touch a little bit more on the on the customer base, are you um, just going to stick to European or are you going global straight off the bat? What's the plan there? We will start in uh, Germany, Switzerland and Austria, German-speaking countries. Our app will be in English and in German to start with. And uh, then we want to expand in Europe. Um, probably the Scandinavian countries will be the easiest just because of the language um, barrier. Um, but there is a huge market in France, uh, Spain, and also in Italy. Uh, lots of uh, plant and garden-loving people. So, um, especially in France, we we really would like to to expand um, ASAP. Depending, of course, on uh, on you know budget and yeah. And the UK? Yes, again, English speaking. I'm, th- I'm thinking so from UK me. Who is next? <laughs> <laughs> good 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 um well that, that that's everything from me and uh I, I i'm really excited about your product like genuinely um uh, to the point where while well, i asked about the uk because i kind of want it myself i mean uk customers <laughs> so, you can already yeah. i mean you can purchase it as a uk customers i mean yeah. it's just from a marketing perspective that we are focusing on some of these markets first but they're available to anyone who would like to purchase them Please come visit us. <laughs> I will touch on that. <laughs> I will touch on that again in a second because you yeah. can tell me how to do that. Um, but uh, it's a tradition on our podcast that we we ask a question from the previous um, guest. Um, so this time around was Francis Sapero, who is the director of Vertical Solutions at A1 Digital. Mm-hmm. He would like to to know where do you personally see AI being leveraged into in- innovative plant technology, which I think is a great question, and it'd be good to understand what you think. Um, so I think the way, so, I mean, it's what I explained before. So through, through the combination between connected devices and, um, and mathematical models, we will actually gain like a completely new understanding of plants and we, this mm-hmm. will expand, um, 
Um, so currently we actually do have like a cooperation with the Humboldt University. Uh, so where we work with researchers on trying to understand what stresses uh, plants experience after they're being purchased and um, how you can best react to them. Um, so this is literally like testing the recommendations that are coming out of our model. But I think if we just think about this in a, in a larger context and also think about it like plant tech in general, um, you know, sensors are going to become much more intelligent also with the times. So, for instance, there's currently like this team of researchers uh, that have developed like a sensor that you can directly like plug into a plant, like a very tiny micro sensor, and that measures actually the um, the metabolic processes that are within plants. And uh, so this is obviously like, you know, extremely edge technology. So this is not anything that, that is available for the next 10 years, yeah. but it's, it's sort of like fascinating, like how this is going to help us to understand yeah what plants are not just like what they do for us but what they actually are and how 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 they grow and so and that's quite fascinating and i think that's going to help us with a lot of like very big challenges that we have in the world like including how to you know preserve and and, and grow food yeah uh, and i it's a different world that we live in now and it's going to be a different world that we live in in 10 years like you mentioned in terms of all the technology is coming out quantum and all that sort of stuff so Good. Now to go back to where we were before. So if you can just give our um, listeners an idea of where to find you, your social medias, your website, how to order, that sort of stuff, that'd be great. Sure, sure. So our website is fita.de, F-Y-T-A dot D-E. And this is where you can find even more information about um, us and about the product. Um, and we also have integrated a web shop so you can get the product there. Um and we are also on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, we will start on TikTok anytime soon. Um, and uh, yes, of course, we have a newsletter, which is going to be fun. So feel free. There we go. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it was great to have you. Uh, and really looking forward to, to trialing the product myself, um, but also uh, seeing what the where you where you can take the technology. I think it's amazing. So thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you.